Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper, shelf help with a dash of humor. I believe that humor is one of our best coping mechanisms, especially when we're facing stress. Today's podcast is sponsored by Truel Social. Truel Social knows to be visible online, you have to be fully committed in who you are and what you do. You must adopt the right mindset. Steer your ship to the SS Optimization and Truel Social to get your sailing on course. Check out truelsocial.com. Well, today I want to talk about something that uh, has been known as dark humor, uh, gallows humor. Have you ever heard of gallows humor? Why do I want to talk about this? Well, uh, you know, a lot of people are feeling stressed, are feeling down, are feeling sad. I have always maintained that humor is a, a fantastic coping mechanism when dealing with stressful times, when dealing with unknown times. But gallows humor takes it to a, a new level. I had never heard of this before. Uh, It is described as grim and ironic humor in a desperate or hopeless situation. According to Webster, the meaning of gallows humor is humor that makes fun of a life-threatening, disastrous, or terrifying situation. Cambridge Dictionary says jokes or humorous remarks that are made about unpleasant or worrying subjects such as death and illness. Fifth century is where the gallows originated. Apparently, the uh, Germanic Anglo-Saxon tribes introduced uh, public hangings to the Brits, and it caught like wildfire, sadly, across Europe. Uh, So the hangings were, were horrible. The poor people who got hung, a lot of them, you know, they got hung because maybe they stole a loaf of bread. But what I recently found out was that, yes, the majority of people were screaming, were glum, were crying. Who could blame them? I would be one of those people. I am not a brave person. But there was a small percentage of people that that laughed, that cheered on the crowd and uh, and just uh, laughed sort of maniacally. And I was interested in those people. Um, and that may seem dark, that may seem black, but gallows humor has, has been around for the longest time, a life of Brian, Monty Python's life of Brian and using humor in dark, dark times, making fun of something that is, uh, is a desperate situation is apparently has been around since the beginning of time. July 6th, 1535, Henry VIII's former friend and Lord Chancellor Sir Thomas More, the English lawyer, judge, and social philosopher, was beheaded on Tower Hill as a traitor. So he wasn't hung, he was beheaded. But apparently as he was climbing that rickety scaffolding, just before he was executed, he used a little bit of gallow humor. He turned around to his executioner and he said, I pray you, Mr. Lieutenant, see me safe up, and for my coming down, let me shift for myself. So using humor in dark, dark times throughout history. In his 1946 memoir about uh, Auschwitz, 
Viktor Frankl, the Austrian urologist, in his book Man's Search for Meaning, explored what helped him and others fight to survive. And of course, he said humor was one of the quote-unquote soul's weapons to transcend despair. Humor more than anything else, he said, can afford an aloofness and an ability to rise above any situation. I have uh, mentioned this in the past when I was on the mix and we uh, did the radiothon for Sick Kids Hospital. There were uh, these parents I was chatting with and they said, Judy, our son is in remission, but when he was going through chemotherapy, uh, you know, sometimes we didn't necessarily think we were funny people, but we would resort to uh, jokes. We would resort to if a particular uh, time was really scary or unknown for us or our son, uh, we would resort to dark humor. And, you know, our son's doing really, really well now. He's in remission. But we look back on it now, and that was just our brain's way, we think, of, of coping. Um, as I've said over and over again, humor is our brain's way of making sense of the unknown until we can figure it out. And as with gallows humor, sometimes that unknown, it's death. And yet there are still people who are laughing, using humor, laughing maniacally, uh, cheering those crowds in the gallows. And uh, humor is phenomenal in many dark circumstances. There was a psychologist who went to Afghanistan in 2009, and he was uh, talking to the doctors and nurses who were in the trenches with the soldiers, and he wondered day in, day out, how did they get through it? And they got through it. He noticed how quick they were to share a joke, how quick that joke might turn incredibly dark. But it was their way of staying on their right, bright, creative side of their brain and not giving into the fear, not going into the grip, being able to keep moving forward because that right, bright, creative side is not only creative, not only great for singing and dancing, but it's also terrific for goal planning. And when we're laughing, when we are exercising our humor, when we are smiling, we have a greater chance of not only seeing the final goal of taking care of that patient, taking care of that, that child who has who's going through chemotherapy. We, we have a greater chance of seeing the steps that lead towards that final goal. So all I will say is in regards to dark humor, uh, in regards to gallows humor, it is not always appropriate obviously. Know the room. Know who you are talking to. But sometimes you need that that one person. You need that one catalyst to say, hey, we can get through this. And even if we can't get through this, we're not going to let this get the better of us. We are going to laugh in the face of despair. So gallows humor, I had never heard the term before. And now I'm, uh, I'm fascinated with it. Obviously, I am talking about humor, but there is a very, very large group of people, and you've heard me speak to the experts uh, on my show uh, about mental health. And humor is one tool, but there are lots of um, uh, amazing tools that obviously go beyond humor when trying to help people who are are dealing with uh, mental health issues. 
Um, my friend Jason, he is at Jason Coaches on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, he's also at Stand Up Guy. He's a uh, comedian who has spoken about his uh, his depression, and he says that uh, you are not alone. He says that the books that have helped him get through uh, his challenges, The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown, Mind Over Mood, and I Want to Change My Life. So uh, three books there, The Gifts of Imperfection, Mind Over Mood, and I Want to Change My Life. And please remember that, like I said, you are not alone. There is a Canada Suicide Prevention Helpline at crisisservicescanada.ca. Again, that's crisisservicescanada.ca. And there is also CAMH, C-A-M-H dot C-A. Um, finally, there's also a group that another Jason, uh, another friend of mine, Jason, uh, runs, and that is called mentalwellness.help mentalwellness.help. You can speak to a group within 24 hours. I know there's a huge backlog to, um, to speak to, to experts. Uh, if you're in crisis now, obviously call 911. But if you want to speak to a group within 24 hours, you can go to mentalwellness.help. Again, I am talking about humor. I am talking about comedy. But uh, if you do have a serious mental health issue, please reach out to those websites, reach out to those phone numbers, reach out to those individuals. Finally, I would just like to close with a couple of uh, quotes uh, in regards to dark humor, talking about comedy and humor. Apparently, author and playwright Oscar Wilde was, uh, was destitute and living in a very cheap boarding house when he was on his deathbed. And there's variations of what he actually said in the very end, but apparently he said something like this. Quote, my wallpaper and I are fighting a duel to the death. One or the other of us has to go. There was a murderer, James French, who apparently said these last words as he was heading to the electric chair. How's this for a headline? French fries. Wow, that's dark. And in one of Stephen King's books, The Tommy Knockers, there's a, a gentleman who is about to be executed. The firing squad offers him a cigarette and he replies, no thanks, I'm trying to quit. So there you have it. Some dark humor. Again, know the room. So if you'd like to catch up on any of my other Laugh Long and Prosper episodes voted one of the best podcasts by CTV, check me out at Judy Croon on Spotify and or SoundCloud and or Amazon, all your streaming sources, or you can just go to my website, JudyCroon.com. Until next time, folks, Laugh Long and Prosper.